The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, I pray that that your Lenten season has begun with, with many blessings. I'm grateful that our Lord continues to just give us automatic penances with the weather, so that's great. So on Saturday, just by way of announcement, on Saturday, Father Gross met with the parish council and to discuss the new guidance by the diocese for uh, reopening or opening up even more um, our liturgical practices and gatherings, etc. You know, in conformity with the guidance that's given by the state. And so what they came up with and asked me to pass on is that that we'll start making some more visible changes the weekend of March 6th and 7th. And, and so mostly that concerns uh, social distancing within the church. And so on Saturday evenings, um, the pews won't be roped off and there'll be open pew seatings. Masks are optional. Masks have kind of always been optional. Um, on this Sunday schedule, the 6.30 a.m. Mass will, re- will continue to be a safe Mass for those who desire more safety when they come to Mass. So the 6.30 will continue to be the Mass where all the pews will be roped off and masks are required for everybody and the priest will continue to bring communion to the pews and because those who are more vulnerable um, and desire that, we want to make sure that that stays available to them. And then at 7.45 and 9, uh, the pews will continue to be roped off for social distancing. At 10.30, 12, and 7.45, the seating will be opened. So, so we're just trying to meet the needs of everybody in the parish with that. Um, use of missalettes and congregational singing is allowed. And, uh, and so, so I'm going to sing the rest of the mass parts, but... I apologize on my Gloria this morning. That was just, that was just my own excitement. Uh, in conformity with the guidance given by the diocese, servers will continue to wear masks and priests and acolytes will wear them for distri- distribution of communion. And the basement's always going to be available for those who desire um, to be a little bit more distant. And, uh, and the, the 
Mass will continue to be on the television downstairs. And as things continue to develop, you know, with everything, we just have to pay attention. So, so if the hospitalizations go up again, then we're probably going to go back into a place where we're being more um, safe. But hopefully, we just continue to move forward. That's my hope. Um, and so that's that. And uh, I'm really grateful um, for that. So in this first Sunday of Lent, uh, we hear about Jesus going out into the desert and to be tempted by the devil. And in Mark's gospel, it's, it's really compressed the way that the story is told. So it doesn't go through the detail in the other gospels of how at the end of this 40 days, Satan says to him, you know, command that those stones become bread. Or Satan says to him, throw yourself down from the parapet of the temple and angels will be sent to minister to you. But in those temptations, they always begin with this line. If you are the son of God, then do this. Right? If you are the son of God, then do this. And so they're really temptations against Jesus's identity as son of God. And our Lord endures all of that without flinching. Right? He endures all of that without flinching. Which is amazing. I was, I was in prayer once on a retreat and I was praying over those scenes. And I remember kind of imagining myself standing on that parapet of the temple. And the devil says, you know, if you are the son of God, throw yourselves down. And Jesus doesn't throw himself down. And I don't throw myself down, but for two totally different reasons. Like Jesus doesn't throw himself down because he knows who he is. Right? He knows who he is. He doesn't have to test it. I don't throw myself down because I'm not really quite that sure. You know, and that's, that's kind of where we are sometimes. You know, sometimes we lose track of our identity. You know, especially in difficult times, especially, you know, in times of a lot of fasting. In times of a lot of imposed fasting. Right? That's not the fasting that we choose. It's the fasting that comes our way. Things like illnesses. Or accidents. Or weather. They're things that come our way and... And they can cause a disturbance in our hearts and we forget who we are. And for Jesus, this 40 days of preparation for his public ministry is also 40 days of remembering who he is. Because right before this temptation, he had been at the Jordan River with John and the skies opened and he heard the father's voice say to him, you are my beloved son. In whom I'm well pleased. You are my beloved son in whom I delight. And every time he's tempted, our Lord remembers the words of the Father. He remembers the Father saying, You are my beloved son in whom I delight. 
And so there's no need for anything else. There's no need to be distracted by anything else because he knows who he is. Every time he preaches or heals and he's attacked by the Pharisees, he remembers the words of the Father. You are my beloved Son in whom I delight. Before he goes through his passion and death, he went up the mountain and was transfigured before the others. And once again, he heard those words. This is my chosen son. And it's remembering who he is that allows him to endure. And that allows him to endure. And so this Lenten season is also a time for us to remember who we are. You know, and every time we're tempted to break our Lenten promises, those are reminders to us to remember who we are, to remember you are my beloved son in whom I delight. There's no need for anything else. You are my beloved daughter. There's no need for anything else. And over the weekend, as, as I was just reflecting on my own journey and my own Lent, I was, I was filled with gratitude. Just a great gratitude to, to be able to be here with you and, and to have had this opportunity and to have this opportunity to, to be a priest in your community, you know, in this place, in this time. Because you're an amazing community. You really are. Like, you're an amazing community. And sometimes when we, like, live with each other all the time, we forget that we're amazing. But I've been incredibly edified by, by your fidelity and by your resilience, by your patience, by the diversity within the community, And I just want to affirm that in you. Because our Lord is doing amazing things here. And he continues to desire to do amazing things here. And one of the things that I'm really most grateful for is that, like within the sanctuary, there's this constant reminder of being in the Father's gaze. And, and as we look to the top of the sanctuary, we see the Father. And it's a reminder to all of us of who we are. Because every time any of us looks at that, it's a time for each of us to remember that we are his beloved and that he delights in us. And the one thing that matters is that we stay in his gaze. And if we stay in his gaze, if we stay in the presence of the Father, there's no amount of 
sickness, suffering, weather, anything that can distract our hearts. And our unity is found because each of us looks to the same Father. And so the season of Lent is about renewing that reality and remembering that reality as we prepare for what the Lord's going to do next in our lives. And there are some additional opportunities for doing so during this Lenten season. You know, as always, there are Stations of the Cross every single week at 6 p.m., and it's a great opportunity to come and reflect on our Lord's passion and death, to reflect on the fact that, that he went through that passion and death for you because he loves you, because he delights in you. That everything he endured, he endured with you. Everything we endure, he endured with us. And it's an opportunity to come and, and pray and then go to the fish fry and have community. On several Saturdays during Lent, there'll be extra time for adoration. And starting this Saturday after the 8 o'clock Mass, uh, there'll be ador- extended adoration until about 10 with a short Lenten reflection. And those will be updated and, and communicated in the bulletin and through the Facebook page and and things like that. But it's just another opportunity to come and remember that we're in the Father's gaze. And to remember who we are. And we have added additional confession times on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 5 to 5.30. And so so just want to make more opportunity there. To just reflect on whatever needs to be healed in our life, whatever needs to be healed in our hearts. And so that this Lenten season truly is a season of renewal, and it's a renewal of our own identity. And that following the example of our Lord, we become a people who only does what they see the Father doing. That we're a people that always remembers that we're in the Father's gaze. And that we become who the Father's called us to be. Which in our own times is is very much to be a light that shines in the darkness. A beacon of hope in a world that's in such need of hope. And a people of mercy in a world that seems to have forgotten what mercy means. And so today, let us pray that we continue to do so, that we continue on that journey and that our Lord continue to bless with his abundant love or perish our diocese and the whole world.